This episode of Cognitive Dissonance is brought to you by our patrons. You fucking rock. Hey guys, I was just calling to let you guys know that nobody should let coach, not a coach, Dave Dobbenmeyer, know that the last, like, I don't know, million marriages in the royal families have been to non-royal people. They kind of gave up that whole marry your cousin until your blood is so thin you can't get a paper cut stuff. So he's like centuries behind, not just decades for not liking black people. Centuries, because, you know, according to him, they should just be marrying within the royal family. So I don't know, flood him with emails or don't, but nobody tell him that nobody does that anymore. Because otherwise, you wouldn't have a show. Bye. Hey, guys, this is John. I have to say I was quite delighted and surprised to hear you mention High Road in uh, episode 416. Uh, I grew up in in the area, in the uh, Joliet, New Lenox area. And uh, one of our favorite things to do when we were in high school when we first got our driver's license is when somebody got particularly drunk, we would drive High Road the fastest speed we can manage with the drunken person locked in the trunk. So think about that for a minute. Uh, great show, guys. Uh, I'll keep on listening. Just join the Patreon and uh, glory home, motherfuckers. What's up, guys? It's Hunter from Oklahoma. Had a funny story. Uh, you know, I always suggest you guys and a couple others to everyone I know that listens to podcasts. And they rarely listen, which is probably or the best <clears throat> but I was talking to this girl and I suggest you guys and she actually listened and I was like oh cool you know what you think and she was like uh, oh yeah it's kind of kind of like radio lab and I was like well surely they got the uh, wrong podcast you know some stupid psych out nope it was you guys <laughs> she compared you to radio lab Oh, I must have missed the uh, the episode about <laughs> semen being cream of the blood on Radio Laugh. <laughs> oh fuck! Oh glory hole. advise that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording live from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome mat. This is episode 418 of Cognitive Dissonance, and we are joined uh, by Chris Matheson, friend of the show, third time you've been on the show. Last time you're on the show was in uh, October of 2016. My my, the world <laughs> has changed 
since I'll, October. I'll Do you remember the crying. heady days of yore? I would be over here crying real quick. Just, I got to get a quick cry out. <laughs> you know, do you remember like back in October of 16 when you still had, oh, oh hold on, hold on. No, I'm at a loss for words. No. Hope, hope. When you had hope <laughs> and optimism <laughs> and reasons for joy. Oh, oh, those were good. Those were oh, good times. Good Chris, welcome to the show. <laughs> Hey guys. <laughs> Thanks for having me back. So for anybody that does not happen to recall October of 2016, and, and I don't blame you for blotting out the better times now, uh, they're just depressing to think about. Uh, Chris Matheson uh, was one of the screenwriters for the Bill and Ted series, right? Um, you, yeah, that's right. You also wrote the story of God and your new book, The Trouble with God. Yes, sir. All right. So, um, Let's talk before we talk about your book, but we we'll get there. We'll get some shameless self-promotion is in the way. Um, or on the way rather. Uh let's talk a little bit about politics. October of 2016, we chit-chatted. I think we all agreed there was no way. Yeah. I'll tell you what, <laughs> it's not gonna happen. It'd be real funny if it did, but it's not. And then it did. Can I ask you a question, Chris? Yeah. How the fuck do you think that happened? <laughs> God, we're still trying to figure it out, right? It's this weird postmortem. It just goes <laughs> on like and on. The like, autopsy of our country. The, I mean, in a way, it's totally obvious, right? I mean, like we get our first black president and then we get a crazy <laughs> huge backlash <laughs> yeah. from all yeah. the people who that clearly really bothered on a very, very deep level. It just was uh, very irritating to a lot of people and the backlash in a way was kind of predictable. You know, when, when irritated an oyster gives us pearls, when irritated, the electorate gives us Trump. They, I just want to point well, out the it, difference. When here. irritated, they give us tiki torches. Right? <laughs> <laughs> this pendulum is a motherfucker. Isn't it? I, it is a motherfucker, but I, I mean, look on the upside, we know there's something good coming. Right. We know like we're progressives, right? We're Democrats, we're liberal, whatever we are. And there's something good. The bounce back when it comes, whether it's 18 or 20 or 22 at the absolute latest, <laughs> in my view. And that's a long fucking time away, I grant you. Uh, but it's going to be beautiful. I mean, it I'm is going to be cry beautiful. right now. 22 is the saddest thing I've, I've heard never... anybody say ever in my life. Oh, my I'm God. I'm sorry, oh, but it is, it's not uh, impossible. Uh, that's the, uh, it's not impossible. The, the, the guy could get real. Elected. Uh, as horrifying as that is. I, I honestly just got like vomit chills. You know, like when you're like, I'm sorry. I hate to say it. Oh I, look, I, I, I think he's he's a nightmare uh, of a human being. Uh, you know, the, the comedy from that guy is it like it's you know, not first, worth it. It's not it's worth not worth it. it. Number I know. one, it's not fucking worth it. I know. I yeah. you know, like we're we're at a place where it's like uh, my wife and I today, as a matter of fact, like she was, she was showing me this website where like Zach Brannigan from Futurama, the guy who does yeah. his voice, Billy West, just reads in the Zach Brannigan voice um, things that Trump has said. Yeah. And it's like hilarious, right? You're like, ah, ha, ha. and then you're like, wait a minute. He this should, that. this isn't yeah. funny. Like, that. this is yeah. not funny. Like yeah. this guy should not be, he shouldn't be employed anywhere. <laughs> like, I mean, I mean, literally anywhere. He's hard to satirize, actually, he because is. he's so extreme. Yeah, that like George W. Bush was pretty easy to satirize, but Trump's tough yeah. because he's such a strange character. 
And, uh, you know, here's one thought I had during 16. I never thought he was going to win. I never thought he was going to win for, for a moment. And my, my kids would come to me worried and they're like, dad, tell, tell us there's zero chance he can win. I was like, it's all, and I comforted, it's all right, kids. It's all right. You know, for a while, it can't happen. Oh, my and gosh. so election night, they, yeah, they were really, really horrified. But I remember during, during the election, I'm like, uh, a Marx Brothers fan. Uh, and I thought this is like a Marx Brothers movie. And he sadly is kind of groucho. And we, the Democrats, are kind of Margaret Dumont and the Stooges at these parties, you know? <laughs> he's, he's kind of yeah. weirdly uh, running circles around people. And why? Because he doesn't give a fuck. That's why. Yeah. That's his. Yeah. That is his power. That is his power. He doesn't give a fuck. And Hillary was so tentative and so worried and so cautious and so playing not to lose. And he was playing I, to, I don't know, to win kind of or he didn't care. He just didn't care. And that weird power that comes from not caring, not giving a shit and saying whatever pops into your head. And clearly that resonates with a lot of people. And and also people are are, are they are they're 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 racist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, there are racists. Yeah, yeah I think that right? that's yeah. a good that's an it's a necessary. You know, it, yeah. it's interesting. Uh, I was listening to something this week where someone was talking about how you know we get caught up in the stupid shit he says and the dumb way he talks and the stuff that he says that's just awful or yeah. you know completely. Um, is disconnected. I remember when he was talking about Frederick Douglass being oh, I know. recently for being awesome yeah. or something like, he's just like, he's such a buffoon that we get caught up in these tiny buffoonish things. And we, we never really talk about policy because we're always still stuck on all of this buffoonery that's happening. Yeah. And, and yeah. what we really need to do is stop that because the same thing, there was a guy from Italy who was saying the same thing happened in Italy. There was this dude who didn't know what he was doing, who was just like yeah. a total bull in a china shop and everybody kept on picking up on all these like little like well you're such an idiot and it didn't matter to people what matters yeah. is the policy and what people we sort of fall away from because they'll say something stupid or you know he'll not remember the words to god bless america I know. <laughs> all these other million myriad of things and you know we go through them on our show every week and then you you forget that you know he's also the guy we trust to talk to kim jong-un and and that's a nightmare you know yeah that's a weird thought, isn't it? <laughs> Those two guys? Those two guys? I, I, I got to tell you, like, Holy I shit. sort of love that Dennis Rodman's going too. Because, you know. <laughs> Is Kim Kardashian coming along? I, I feel like, I feel like at this point, Dennis Rodman adds a certain gravitas to that. <laughs> Yeah, that's where we are. Dennis Rodman is the gravitas. I, I just, he's, he's boxing Trump out and getting the rebound. He's just like, fuck you. Um, I wait, wonder, is that right? Is Dennis, I hadn't heard that. Dennis Rodman's actually going to attend there, and be present? I, I read an article in the Washington Post <laughs> that said that it is likely that Probably he will attend well the sourced, summit. Probably well-sourced, yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. And I, I saw that and I stared Jesus. at it. And I know shit. I, I I was at work. I stared at it. My jaw hung oh open. God. I closed my computer. Yeah. I stood up from my desk and I left. I went out till I was like, I can't. And if you had a gun, you would have killed yourself, right? There. I was like, I can't. Like, no, yeah. I'm done with this. I'm can't. done with all this absurdity. It's over. Part of me wonders if the problem is that we're not taking him seriously. 
Like, is that people are just like, oh, that's just crazy old Uncle Trumpy. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, what if we took, like, I like the question maybe should be asked, like, what if we took him seriously? What would that mean, though? How, I mean, what, how would that be? Di- what would we do differently if we did take him seriously? I, I think maybe we'd hold him accountable differently. Like, I don't think I don't think people hold him accountable at all. Like, it's like if he says something crazy, we're just like, oh, that's just because he's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, wait a minute, guys. He's crazy. The logical extension of that is, oh, fucking no. And there's a lot of stuff that he says that we just wave off, be like, oh, that's just Twitter. You're like, no, he's yeah. the president of the United States. Like, yeah. his words have meaning. The pre- we can't elect a shitlord. Yeah. <laughs> no, we did. Oh, no, we shit. totally okay. did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a good shitlord, I guess. <laughs> he is. He uh, is. I mean, I guess he's well qualified for that job. <laughs> All right. So I got a Trump. question for you to, to tie in with your book. Yeah. Who is Trump in the Bible? If Trump oh, is somebody he, in the Bible. Oh, he's God. Obviously. He's God. <laughs> of course he's God. I mean, I knew the it's answer. Uncanny. I just want to hear you say it. Oh, yeah. I mean, the mixture of kind of bombast and vanity and foolishness and recklessness and and meanness and smallness and grandiosity. Oh, yeah. Oh, the character yeah, the character of God in the Bible, in especially I would say in the Old Testament. It really resembles Trump a lot. He's that's the character he is. That's the only character he, he is. So we might have the first atheist because it, it, people have posited that Trump is yeah. possibly atheist. Yeah. Now he obviously professes to something else, but yeah. he's not had a significant or rich yeah. history of having exactly. a religious. He has life, no idea right? when he talks about it. He has no idea about yeah, it. He just he he reads when he reads Bible verses. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Right. Yeah. He's a he's a megalomaniac. I mean, he's got this weird as megalomaniacs do this puny ego that's also huge because it's clearly puny. I mean, he's desperate. Yeah, well, look at his huge. hands. Um, but it, <laughs> yeah, look at his hands. Right there, you go. That explains it all. The guy's got four and a half inches, and it plagues him. Wait a minute, is four and a half bad? That's a power four and a half. Thank you. Angles work. You just the angles. Away more than you wanted. Yeah. Hire a friend. It's not the size. Yeah, it's not the size yeah. of the prize. Uh, it's the angle of the dangle. Yeah. I think is, <laughs> as as Abraham Lincoln once yeah. said. But, I'm like an uh, angler fish. I, I paint mine with a little like a glow in the dark, yeah, you know, to attract. Yeah. Nice. It doesn't work. It doesn't. It doesn't so I just like, want to so say. So when you go deep sea diving, you can like <laughs> get the. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, his his he's a megalomaniac. So the idea of this guy actually, uh, whatever, getting down on his knees and praying to God to some you know soup power that's great. It's hard to even fathom yeah. that. Actually, I mean, I'm not into that thing. I think that's kind of foolish, and it's a, the Invisible Man. But the idea that this guy could even imagine. Uh, that he would ever do that. It doesn't make any sense. There's no humility to him no, at no. all. Yeah, he, None. he interestingly, like in the, in the last, in the last, and since he's been elected has been surrounding himself with a lot of religious people. He's had people come to the, yeah. to the Oval Office and lay their hands on him. They've, uh, you know, they, they do some prayer circles. He's removed some really important legislation. The Johnson amendment was, uh, was I think he's signing statement over that or something. He did something to, to get rid of that. He's certainly done um, a lot of work deregulating yeah, everything. Yeah, well, I mean, stripping yeah. the UP, the EPA. Yeah, yeah. Of so he, but he's, of he's done, all, but, yeah. but I mean, with religion in, in, right. in general, he's really been, 
you know, because he realized that, hard, the, that yeah. the evangelical vote was the thing that got him elected. And yeah. so he's been pandering very hard to that. So I think and it's I don't think it's going to stop. I mean, I think, you know, no. I think I think uh, that there's you know, there's it's going to get worse before it gets better because he's it's not <laughs> I, I have a feeling like he's yeah. not going to get um, he's not going to get impeached. I have a feeling like that's not going to happen. You don't think he's going to get impeached? I don't think so. I think like, I think at this point, the only way that that's going to happen now, I'm hopeful for a flip on the 2020 the or the, the 2018 midterms. I'm hopeful, but I'm not, yeah. I'm not delusional. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to just like think that it's automatically going to happen. If there is a Republican or a Democratic House and Senate, then there's a possibility. How but. exciting would a Pence presidency be? An accidental, that's the that'd be awesome. That's the accidental yeah. Pence. That's the problem. Is it? That's weird. Oh, no, that would be fantastic. Choices. You know, Pence, on the other hand, is really easy to satirize. Have you guys seen Beck Bennett's take? No, on Mike Pence. On, oh, just like w- Google uh, it, um, Beck Bennett doing Mike Pence on <laughs> SNL. Cause it's, cause he plays him kind of like a repressed homosexual. Yeah. Like that's why he's so prissy and kind of uptight and scared of sex. Yeah. Cause he's clearly yeah. uh, terrified of his own so homosexuality. It's, a perfect it's, imitation. Really, it's really funny. And he looks like Mike Pence too. He looks a lot like him. It's really, really funny. So Mike Pence would be great for comedy. I think, I think so too. I think yeah, you're right because he is, and he's also, he also is, um, extreme in ways that it, that, you know, you can make fun of pretty easily, you know, like the mother thing when he calls his wife mother and oh, he, yeah. he calls oh, his crazy. wife mother yeah, and he doesn't, and he yeah. doesn't wait make, a minute. I don't even know this. Yeah. Like I can hold on back to train up in every day. Just like he calls yeah. his wife yeah. mother. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Publicly. Yeah. Publicly yeah. calls her what? mother and he doesn't, yeah. he won't meet with women. Oh, I know if his yeah. wife isn't there and like, like there's all these like like, I mean, it's like he—he's like a time traveler from the Victorian era. Like, <laughs> yeah, very much. Crazy. Oh, no, he really is. Yeah, it's just insane. Yeah. So he is like super. Mother. Yeah, he's super easy to. Yeah, make. Fun. Do you think he does adult baby stuff? Do you think he does adult I think, baby? I think he. No, I think she's pegging him. That's what. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Those things are not mutually exclusive. <laughs> it's true. It's true. He's like super humorless, and super humorless people are great for yeah. comedy. And I'm yeah. not convinced. Look, I, you know, I don't take a backseat to anybody in my revulsion for Donald Trump. He's hideous. He's a nightmare. I'm not convinced this guy doesn't have sort of a bizarro sense of humor, though. And that's another thing that makes him hard to satirize. Yeah, yeah. Right. He's yeah. got some weird, fucked up sense of humor where he just, it's that thing. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. And he's reckless. And he's, and it's, and it's, there's something kind of, I don't know. Shit. I don't know. I mean, look, you go back to 2016, and I do remember thinking this. Okay. Who's the interesting character? Cause I'm a writer, right? And I'm looking at it and <laughs> right. I'm like, who's the interesting character to write here? Who would I write? And I'm like, well, Trump in a split second would be super fun to write. Can you imagine trying to write Hillary and make her an interesting character? I mean, <laughs> I just can't. What does that say? Yeah. yeah. We should have nominated Uncle Joe. Uncle Joe might have won. Uncle Joe was like, I don't know. Yeah. He could have he could have competed with Trump on Trump's level, you know? And that's it should have been and I didn't see that at the time, you know. I like Biden. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. I genuinely like Biden. Sure, I, I would have voted for Biden. I I think he's a little bit goofy, a little yeah. bit irreverent, but he is earnest as fuck. Yeah. And he's smart and he's like 
He like when you when you like read Biden's story about who that guy is as a man, as a human being in the world. Yeah. Holy shit, is he impressive? It and he is an awesome it, human being. It should have been him, you know. It yeah. should have been yeah. him because he's the <clears throat> vice president, right? I mean, the only reason was he was too old, but he wasn't much older than Trump. Yeah, so, and, and yeah, and and Bernie Sanders was on the ticket, and he's older than all of them. And he's so, old, yeah, yeah, exactly. So you know, and people were, and he was, and Bernie Sanders was winning states, so it's not like you right. could, age was not a factor in that conversation. I want to roll back for a second, though. You're talking about Trump having a sense of humor, yeah. and I think you're right. I think he does have a sixth sense of humor. I think that thing that he did when he mocked that reporter was yeah. a joke. Oh, I was. think he was trying to make a joke. He's right. trying to be funny. It's not funny. But he's trying to be funny. He's well, got a fifth grader sense. Yeah, okay, just yeah. to give the devil his due or to give God his due here on an atheist show, I, I, I don't know that the guy, he's not lacking in a certain weird kind of comedic chops, in my opinion. Yeah. That's just my opinion. Again, yeah, sure. I find him repulsive, you know, yeah. and, I, and I will be so happy when the day comes when he's out of there. But purely from a comedic standpoint, I think he has a weird sense of humor. Yeah. And I think yeah. Hillary has effectively a, a very limit, very like when we nominate a bad candidate, they always look the same. They always look earnest and humorless. John Kerry, yeah. Al Gore, yeah. Michael Dukakis, yeah. they always look the fucking yeah. same. Like you yeah. just can't stand them. They're drones. You're just like, <laughs> I couldn't stand having dinner with that person. I couldn't stand having a beer with that person. Let's move on to your book. So th you got a brand new book out, yeah. The Trouble with God, a divine comedy about judgment and misjudgment. What's this book about and, and why'd you write it? I wrote the first book and I had a lot of fun writing this character of God because he, I thought he was ridiculous and astounding and uh, just a, a totally fucked up mess, uh, actually. And he was, he was really a lot of fun to write. And I, and I, and I, the, the premise of the first book, as you guys know, is I basically follow him through the Bible, trying to make sense of his right. bizarre behavior, kind of quoting chapter and verse along the way and trying to come up with a narrative for this guy. Like, who is this guy who acts in ways that seem so irrational and impulsive and, and counterproductive? So anyway, so I finished and I thought, wow, that was fun. I like that character. He's, he's really, he's really a kick to write. I'd like to keep going. And it didn't take very long before I thought, oh, well, you know, actually I can because there's more books where the same guy pops up. So I thought, <laughs> wait a minute, we've written this before. What? There's more than one with God in it? cultures? Huh? That's crazy. That's so weird. So I thought I'm just going to follow him into the Quran. And oh, then nice. after that, I'm going to fall and through the Quran. And then I'm going to follow him into the book of Mormon and all through the book of Mormon. And, um, I even, I didn't end up uh, leaving it in the book because it seemed a little obscure, but I even spent a, a decent amount of time following him into a 20th century book called the the book of urantia are you guys familiar with the book of urantia no what is that tell me about oh, you that got, oh you got to read oh it's it's great it's great the premise of the book of urantia is that it's a it's the bible uh, ostensibly written by very very superior space aliens who know the bigger story so that it's all the same events but it, it told in a very very weird way like adam and eve or 
uh, astronauts who can fly and are eight <gasps> feet tall and green. <gasps> and, you know, that's that's the book of Urantia. Is this is this written seriously? Or yeah, is this yeah. Another... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <gasps> Oh, yeah. Wait a minute, so there's the, people in, that believe this as a true? Yeah, 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 there are. Oh, no, you got to get there. It's horrible. Of course, these books are, you have to be kind of a connoisseur of horrible <laughs> to enjoy these things. I, I, I was am. about to ask you, how's the writing? Oh, just as it, a writer. Oh, it's it's just staggeringly terrible. And your <laughs> eyes will glaze over and you will think this is like fucking punishment. Why am I uh, even? Uh, but uh, if you just kind of wade through it and you find and, I, you know, I, I, I could I could give you some like little tips of where to look when it's funny. It's really funny because it's really, <laughs> really loony. It's kind of like the Quran. The Quran, for the most part, is is, is kind of a dull read, in my opinion. But when it gets good, it's really funny. And uh, the Book of Mormon, same thing. I thought so. Anyway, so that's so that's what I did. I just followed. I just thought I'm going to keep tracking this character as long as he shows up, and try to stitch them all together. And so the premise of this book. Uh, was, well, what if all these books are true? The premise of the first book was, what if the Bible's totally 100% true? What if every word in it is exactly true? Who does this guy have to be to make sense in that case? So then in this book, the premise is, what if all of them are true? What if the Old Testament's true, the New Testament's true, the Quran's true, the Book of Mormon's true? How fucking insane does this guy have to be for this all to be true. So that's... I was going to ask, are they, are they reconcilable? I think I found a way to reconcile them, yeah. Yeah, I think I did. Yeah, it took some time to kind of figure out how can these all go together? Um, and, you know, it, it all ends up hinging on Jesus, basically. Not surprisingly, because Jesus a lot ends up hinging on Jesus. Well, I mean, he's the reason for the season, yeah. so I mean, it makes sense. <laughs> there you sense. go. Well said. So. Well said. <laughs> yeah, are you working on anything new? Yeah, I'm working on. I'm gonna. I want to sort of give the same treatment to Buddhism because I kind of feel like Buddhism's weirdly gotten a free pass for a long time. Like Buddhism's kind of been like, oh, it's the cool one. Oh, it's the it's it's the compassionate one. It's it's the one that cool people. It is like. though. It's the one that when you're in college, if you know a little bit about it, it you can use it to get laid. Yeah, hey, like, good yeah, for yeah, that. That's, that's yeah, that. good for good right? for getting yeah, good, yeah, good yeah. for getting laid in yeah. college. Yeah. You want to see my Sid Artha, baby? <laughs> I, you don't know what that means, do you? Anyway, come back to my dorm room. It's cool. Come check out my Sid Artha. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a copy? Not what it sounds no, like. It's an original. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get the and, copy? But then if the girl wants to put you down, she'll say, Is it meditating? <laughs> <laughs> so if people were going to buy your book, where would they look? Uh, Amazon, I suppose, is the easiest and quickest way to <laughs> do it. They sell books there? Oh, when did they start that? That's I, I, weird. Yeah, they sell books, it turns out, on Amazon. Yeah, I didn't know that myself. I, I'm sure it's in bookstores, but I can't really say where. Um, but I know it's on Amazon, and you can, <laughs> ha- you, can you could have it in, you know, you could buy it in 30 seconds that way. So, uh, Is this going to be an audio book anytime soon, you think? Yeah, I recorded it about, I don't know, a few months ago. So I think it's being edited now. And it'll probably nice. Be be available in nice uh, july august maybe awesome oh, i'll definitely pick it up on audiobook then that's great yeah well well chris um when when uh when 2020 rolls around and you're done with your next book we'll have you on right before the election oh. <laughs> all right do, well, let me ask again do you think he wins the do, do you think the midterms not he wins but do you think the midterms do you think that we, we uh, the democrats substantially flip. do we think they flip yeah i think there's a good chance that we win back the house 
I don't think the Senate's very likely just because of structurally how it is. I know how it's, a it's set up. Year we have a lot yeah. of seats to defend, and we yeah. have a lot of seats to defend in some pretty tough states. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think the Senate's rather unlikely. I think it would take a really big wave. But you know. Robert Mueller lurks soft stage. Just <laughs> off stage, don't you just right? love that guy right and, now? Yeah, right. And he's a he's a lifelong Republican, right? Isn't that? It's just ironic. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's weird what the Trump presidency has done. I mean, it's gotten some oh, of us yeah. like, yeah, go Jeff Sessions, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> who we all hate, you know? Right? There, yeah, I agree. There are oh, sentences I've uttered yeah. that I'm like, yeah. Who is very, am I? This entire thing has been the enemy of my enemy. Like, right? I know, right? Yeah, yeah, it kind that, of right? is. Yeah. It kind yeah. of, but in terms of what can happen in November, when Mueller's report comes out, whatever it is, you know, that's a nuclear bomb potentially that can hit. I mean, it's going to take over everything for a chunk of time. And depending on what's in there... And he's played his cards pretty close to the vest, so we really don't know. But he's clearly trying to flip Manafort now, because clearly he he's trying to muscle Manafort and get him to flip, and that potentially and and presumably trying to flip Michael Cohen. And if those things happen, who the hell knows? Oh, there's some real problems. That could be some real problems. I I will say this, you know, as a thank you for being on the show now the third time. I'm going to send you the uh, Rosetta Stone Russia version. I think we can all use it. (laughs) Giving it to all of my friends. Yeah, good. And uh, good. We'll, we'll shoot that over to you. Thank you a, very much. Parting gift. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. All really, right. comrade, this has been this has been great. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Chris, thanks for joining us. Today. It was a lot of fun to talk to you. Good luck, and uh, and we hope to talk to you again in the future. Twenty twenty, guys. Twenty twenty, oh, it is. God, I'm gonna kill myself. All right, gentlemen. Great talking to you. With all due respect, what the fuck? Are you talking about? All right, this story comes from Right Wing Watch. This is Mark Taylor. Uh, Mark Taylor is that firefighter prophet guy. Yeah, firefighter, this guy prophet. Is legit insane. Like, oh, I love the him. stuff he talks about. It's del- it's amazing. This the, is amazing. What I love is the certainty in which he speaks about these things. Well, why would he be uncertain? He is a prophet and a firefighter. Amazing. The stuff that he talks about, you know, when he'll just be like, oh, yeah, and by the way, the mind control technology. I, and you that, just throw that shit see, out there. That is the best, right? Yeah. When they just drop it as yeah. if it's like, we, we have already, I yeah. don't even need to go into, yeah. you guys know. Guy, you guys listen to episode four. Old hat. <laughs> and know, everybody you know. knows that the chemtrails control our brains. Yeah. Why? Um, <laughs> I'm not doing this isn't a 101 class motherfuckers yeah. all right hurricanes will be created to suppress pro-trump voter turnout i have i have so many things to i say have so already. many questions already all right here here's mark look for some stuff right before the election sheila and we need to be praying for this election for the safety of the people safety and uh, security of the election itself so that it's not stolen number one but number two look for false flags wait oh, okay wait wait so we're praying for the election so it's not stolen. Do you think they're already trying to prime the pump here to be like, the election's going to get stolen? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely do. You know, and it, it it's it's funny too because like all the evidence about about tampering with the vote and tampering with the electorate, that evidence has been largely in favor of tampering with an attempt to sway it for their sway guy, it for their guy, yeah, right. Yeah. And it's like, well, hold on a minute, they could steal the vote. It's like, well, they. If somebody tried to tamper, they'd have to overcome the other tampering. <laughs> like fighting like, each other off. Like I was here first. I was going to tamper. Dibs, right? I called dibs on Kansas. Fuck you. It's like it's like, it's like an nobody's aspirin ever, bottle. That's nobody's got, ever called dibs on. Kansas, <laughs> nobody's like 
Kansas. Yeah, that one's yeah, mine. Yeah. <laughs> it's an aspirin bottle that's like got like a childproof cap and then a tiger inside yeah. of it. <laughs> you know, just like I can't. I just fuck. Yeah. And one of the things that the Lord has been showing me is that this could be a very nasty hurricane season. Uh, we're already getting effects down here in Florida. Like I said, we just had one come through here. It was a subtropical system. Then that's it not a hurricane. Also, it's fucking, isn't this, is, tis the season to be hurricane right around tis now? Tis the season to be in Florida. Yeah. All right. So you're caught, you're, so, you're, in a, you're on a fucking peninsula. Yeah. So, I mean, are you yeah. fucking in the Atlantic there's Ocean? There's always hurricanes. Like when you live in Florida, you just open an umbrella and fly to work. Like, that's how you get there. You're like Mary Poppins your ass all around. It's so funny the idea that you think that people have jobs in Florida. Though. <laughs> oh, that's shit. nice. That is that's where you go to retire or live in a trailer yeah, park. Those yeah. are your two and best <laughs> options. Eventually, you rot in that trailer. Right. And that's the smell that is Florida. <laughs> it doesn't normally start this early. And that's what the Lord was showing me. It could possibly get, if they don't get control of the technology right now. What technology? Oh, this is what where it's going to get good. About? Hold on, hold on. Go back. Because I think he says, if they don't get control, I think he is implying with that sentence that they have created a hurricane technology that is also out of control. <laughs> it's like it's like a, a fire hose and it's just <laughs> it's shooting hurricanes <laughs> this way and that way. Who let the wacky Jesus. waving inflatable arm flailing too bad hold the hurricane it's gun? Holding, it's like woo, woo, woo. <laughs> this hurricane gun is way more powerful. You know, it's like... Don't know what they made. They're still sitting around and be like, well, Bob, I thought you put the governor up. <laughs> Bob, what you, the fuck? You got to hold it tight against your yeah. shoulder. What the... I mean, you're going to get a bruise. <laughs> Shooting What's the matter with you? Out of a gun. <laughs> it's like... It's, so like, it's, it's like physics, right? Every... every uh, uh, equal and opposite reaction. So <laughs> he flies <spin laughs> backwards. Well, either that or the gun has to up. have yeah. equivalent mass yeah. to the hurricane. Yeah, exactly. Right. Or yeah. actually more yeah. mass to counter the force. <laughs> it's just this massive. You put the stock in the ocean. It makes a tidal wave. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What you got to do is you got to brace it against the bedrock of the ocean floor. Oh gosh. And then, yeah. but it's got a hair trigger. Set it right by Indonesia. Just, <laughs> no. Which we both know there's there's technology out there. Irma and Harvey were both generated and steered by man. Both these hurricanes were. Why could- would we do that? That seems so asinine. It's here's here's the other thing that I love. So, all right, who is disproportionately affected by hurricanes? It's always poor people and people of color. Yeah. These are not Trump voters. Yeah, it's right? the people who live in the straw house, not the brick house. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. It is, it's 100% of the yeah. time always the same thing. Yeah. And it's like, well, we're going to use hurricanes. What, to suppress the mm-hmm. Trump vote? It suppresses the other side's vote. It also, like, like it would be your weapon. It also doesn't make any sense, right? No, it's just a true. giant money suck. What it does is it just, you, we just have to drop and shit money on that area like crazy. Like the only people that could possibly profit from something like that are like window boarding up companies. <laughs> like, right? Is this like a window boarding okay. up company company conspiracy? Bottled water sales yeah. exactly, go way right? up, like There's right? like five yeah. or six things where it's yeah. just like, yeah, fuck it. It's our best day ever. Are those the people who are conspiratorially created? Creating a fucking weather creation gun that can shit hurricanes on people. Obviously, it is Cecil. You have no it's idea. Dasani is the one. The bottled water, bottled water lobby oh, is fucking massive. It's huge. It's huge. Big water. 
a couple of nasty hurricanes right before the election to upset the election so people can't vote. They don't have power. Wait, what? He's talking again about poor black people. Well, they and, don't vote Trump. Well, and how many people, how many people do you stop from voting with, you know, after a hurricane's gone? Like, Dude, I, I mean, I, I don't saying, think the like, hurricane is affected the, the voter turnout. Are we saying the is going to slide on up right on the 7th and stay from like the 6th through the 8th and then be like, peace, and like roll on out of here? But also, like, do we not think that if that happened, do we not? I mean, genuinely, if that happened, if if there was a hurricane that affected a, and closed a bunch of voting. Yeah, they would just, they would just hold out. it open. They would figure something out. They, we would yeah. not disenfranchise hundreds of voting precincts. Because of us, uh, uh, all those people. I don't think we would. We would tell them, like, oh, you don't have the right to vote because we couldn't give you an opportunity. The lawsuits would be intense. Yeah. I, if you have to close the polling place, I think you're right. Right. But if it's just shitty weather, then the Right. But that's what bad. I mean. It's like, yeah. but like in these in these state of emergency situations yeah, yeah, where they close like, everything well, out. It's a hurricane. I'm sticking it out. Yeah. Right. <laughs> these ballots matter. Well, then they went. <laughs> wow, we lose more election judges that way. You get the big ones in Chicago. You can use it as a kite. The big election judges. The, the, <laughs> yeah, you can't can. use those as a kite. But the big ballots, the ballots we have here are like giant. I remember fucking, you told yeah, me about this. Enormous. They're like a fucking Costco receipt. They're, yeah, they're like it's like a plasma TV. You have to vote on. It's ridiculous. <laughs> So forth and so on. Uh, the Lord was telling me we need to come up with a technology prayer, so to speak, because Irma, the eye of Irma came around. <laughs> a technology wait. prayer. Oh, wait, well, why do you need a technology prayer? Don't you just have to just be like, don't do it? God, can't you stop no, You it? need a special kind of prayer. It's what? like, wait, no. like are you need like to hire a gremlin or something to get I into the know. gun. It's, it, it, is this like... <laughs> Does, is that's it like, my gremlin impression. Do it again. Let me, I, no, I'm no. I did it once. That's it. God it's, damn. You, you can missed re- the, people at home. You can rewind. Well, I can't rewind. <laughs> 15 seconds. Skip back. <laughs> my gremlin impression. Right over my house. And if you notice, that was the first time I've seen a hurricane like this. It didn't know where to come and land at. And it was this. There was this. What do you mean? The hurricane didn't know. <laughs> hurricane standing there like Columbo when he's standing there checking all his pockets, and he starts to walk to the door, and then he checks his pockets again. And he turns back. One more question. Man. One more question. <laughs> and the hurricane, like, is, is he suggesting the hurricane can't find good parking? <laughs> like, it's, it's just, just like I can't around. parallel park. I never got the hang of it, and I'm. Do you guys know where Eighth Street is? I think I passed it up, but it's one way back Just, there. <laughs> the hurricane's confused. I was going to go here. I was going to, I don't know. Uh, it's being steered by people. Oh gosh. In your imaginary crazy universe, the hurricane would go immediately toward its path. Yeah. Like, why would you be like, I created a hurricane and then I randomly yeah, flew it I, like a little kid with I a just, drone. Yeah. It's like, I don't know how to do this. I don't know. <laughs> Nobody taught me to use the remote control. This war going on in the heavenlies because the Christians were stepping up, even other states were stepping up and commanding this thing to turn and, and this, that, and the other. Well, it did come in. It wasn't where they thought it was going to be. But the point being is, is that, you know, we have the power to turn these things, but it's we need to go after the root, which is the technology behind the storm. This is all going to hinge. This hurricane season or some some things that are may happen with the hurricanes right before election is all going to hinge if they have control of the weather stuff. It's all going to, I want to read this because it's, this is all going to hinge on if they have control of the weather stuff. The weather stuff. There is are, that that oh stuff you spray God. in the cracks of your cinder blocks to make sure <laughs> to, that the water doesn't come in? It's right? like foam. Yeah. You know, what's, what's hilarious about this is that they need a technology prayer in order to make sure that God can stop it. What is he like your dad trying to watch something on demand? And he's like, which clicker is it? Is it, is it the green one? 
No, it's, the, it's the gray one. Okay, well, I pressed power. Oh, okay, I'll select satellite. Now what? Now what? It, okay, now the screen went black. I got to change inputs. I don't want to change oh, inputs. Yeah, it's just like input two? I don't know. Is this HDMI? This thing is not working. It's yeah. not. I'm going to just come over and fix it. In the name of Jesus, we speak that. All right, this story is from BBC.com. I, I want to point out, I did see a story just very recently on the Patheos blog that says they don't believe this happened. Oh, really? But this is from the BBC's website. Interesting. And I saw it on another website. Okay, so some, but they saw, don't think it happened. But Patheos yeah. says, I don't think this happened because it seems just really unlikely to have happened. Yeah, okay. That's really the argument, okay. right? So this story, though, is, is funny as fuck. And it's from BBC, and they did not take it down. And it's been sitting up there for a couple of days. Crocodile kills Ethiopian pastor during lake baptism. Wait, so you know that's that's why you don't chum the water before your baptisms. That's why you do chum the water before the. <laughs> you baptism. don't just sprinkle in those wafers <laughs> at a time. You're just floating up. You know, like the blood is supposed to be a metaphor. Yeah, right. You know, body of Christ. <laughs> the body, they're snatching the body of Christ. <laughs> It was just, it was a crocodile with just three teeth, yeah. just like perforating, <laughs> punk, punk, punk. Just. Actually, the guy does, he gets bitten in his hands and his legs and his back. And I was like, same thing happened to Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so there's about 80 people at this lake um, yeah. and these guys doing a dunking ceremony, yeah. you know, to, to make you. And crocodiles are smart. They go after the leader. So <laughs> <laughs> they know. They know which one to pick out of the crowd. Well, the babies don't have enough meat. Yeah, on them, absolutely. You know? It's just yeah. not even worth yeah. it. And they they keep dunking them so fast in and out of the water. <laughs> it's like you're teasing <laughs> the crocodile. That's like a tea like, bag of baby. Do you want it? Do you want it? Do you want it? Do you want it? <laughs> it's just mean. You're not supposed yeah. to do that. <laughs> and the crocodile jumps out of the water. Yeah. And just fucking, he doesn't actually eat the guy. I he hope just it's like attacks that. him. I hope it's die. like that crocodile movie where that guy, like, where the thing, like, jumps out of the water, snaps and whatever. Oh, what, yeah. Do you know, I know what, what you're talking, talking about? about? I know the movie. Is uh, it like, like, Bates or whatever in that movie? Whatever that woman's name is, the lady who was in Misery. Isn't she in that movie? I don't know. It's like Terror Lake or something maybe like that. It's, maybe it's Betty White is in that movie. God. I don't remember. There's like some old lady at the end who's like feeding. Lake Placid? Is it Lake That's Placid? It, maybe. Yeah. With the Why pig. is this in my head? It's got the big yeah. mouthy thing. Yeah. And bites people and fights them oh and stuff. God. It's, yeah. It's almost as good as Anaconda. That's a better oh, one. Oh, that is it. Anaconda. Yeah. That's a yeah. good one. That's the one where it's. You can't watch it if you don't have buns. Huh? No. Yeah. So. It doesn't Anaconda. bring the boys to the yard. Either, so. <laughs> so this thing, this, this, this crocodile just chomps him up. And I, I do want to say like, I just want to relay a funny, funny alligator related story. So alligator related story. I when don't I, have any of those. And nobody should. <laughs> and I, I grew up weird. So when I lived in Florida, um, every body of water, like every natural body of water just has alligators. Yeah. Like they Bats just toes. all do like your pool sometimes had an alligator in it. Like they would just like be like, well, whatever. Yeah. They're just like alligator. Oh, cool. Yeah. They'd be sometimes like, yeah. um, they'd crawl into people's cars to get cool. Yeah. You know, what have you. So there's just fucking alligators everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Right. The Florida is just horrifying and they're just basically right. dinosaurs sure. ready to yeah. eat you at a moment's notice. And so when we were kids, when we go visit my mom, my mom lived down, we go visit my mom 
And she several times lived near lakes or uh, rivers or other bodies of water. And we as kids would have a lot of unsupervised playtime near these bodies of water. And they all had alligators. Yeah. And you could see the alligators, Cecil. You could see in the lake the alligator's snout and eyes. And it was just like there's an alligator in this lake. So when your mom let you run out there, did she put a sinker and a bobber on you? This or? was the actual rule for my mom. This was the I rule. I can't wait. This is, I can't wait. In between drinks of scotch, she said. She said, if the alligator, if you, if you see an alligator, you have to get out of the water. Just out of the water. But if you don't see any alligators mm-hmm. or if the alligator goes under. Under the water. You can go back into play. You're kidding. Me. No. So we would, how many, how many brothers and sisters did she lose? <laughs> so, <laughs> so my brother and I are pretty youngish, you yeah. know, but and like, we're fearless and we want to play in the lake cause it's fucking Florida and it's hot. Yeah. And so if you saw an alligator, what all of us would do is we would throw rocks to get it to go under, the water. to get it to go under the water. Sure. And then you were allowed to go back in the water to play. Nice. Smart. You guys were smart. Wait to go. This is. Just as fucking stupid. Just throwing rocks. It's underwater. It can't bite you. When Bro, it's, I, it's like they hunt that way. It's the way that they actually hunt. You're, it was, yeah. it was the dumbest. It was almost as dumb as going into a crocodile infested lake and playing fucking Dunka Dunka or whatever their fucking game is. What you need to do is bring that cage that you go watch Great Whites with do it inside the cage. And that way they can't get in. So yeah. I love it. I love it. God's like, well, cure my wallet sins. Except that one. Yeah. That one's got some real shit. You're all sick. Oh, be nice. Oh, my son doesn't stand a chance. The whole world's gone gay. Oh, my God. What's happening now? We work hard. We play hard. This story is also from the BBC. Um, This is uh, U.S. Supreme Court backs Colorado Baker's gay wedding cake snub. Um, So this is a case that went all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court. The U.S. Supreme Court. You know, what's, what's weird is that I kept reading. That this was a close decision. No, they said narrow decision. That's different. Narrow decision. Yeah, narrow. Seven to two doesn't seem no, narrow. That's not. That's not what they're talking about. Narrow means it only covers this case. It only covers. Oh, it does. It, it is doesn't not, precedent. Set. It's not a precedent. Thank you. It is literally only this case. It, it also Thank confused you. me. And I looked it up, and I was like, oh, they just what they should stop calling it narrow, and they should start calling it uh, specific. It's a specific well, that would help people like ruling. me. It's a specific ruling okay. on this only. And I thought, saw a lot of people blowing this out of proportion, like, oh my God, now gay bakers can, gay, gay cake buyers can't ever buy a cake anywhere because anybody can. No, it only is this specific case. Oh. Um, and the reason why they did it is because the they felt, the Supreme Court felt that the commission that Colorado had put together was unfair to this guy. Okay. That's the only reason why they overturned it. Um, the two dissenting were Sotomayor and Ginsburg Ginsburg. Yeah. Cause she's fucking OG. She's right. fucking killer. Right. And she was just like, <laughs> and what she said was there was many other steps in this ladder. And just because this one might've been unfair, there was a lot of other steps that right. got through that. Basically they said, you shouldn't do this. So she was like, yeah, maybe one of these things was a little not as, not as, um, 
fair as it could be, but all the other ones, you know, we can't say they were all right. not fair. Right. So that's what the main decision is. But I really feel like this was overblown. Um, I don't, I don't agree with what this guy was saying though. Like I've heard this guy talk about this. And one of the things he's like, I'm an artist and I don't want people to say what I can and can't do with my art. And while I do agree that if you are an artist, you should decide which commissions you want to take. I feel like you're not an artist. Like, I understand you create art, but you do it for money. Like, you are yeah, trading right. money for that. You're not just doing it because, like, you just want to beautify the neighborhood with a cake. Like, you're doing it <laughs> You're doing it for fucking money, man. They're exchanging goods and services here. You can't just decide. Like, what if he refused to do a Muslim person? We, would, we wouldn't allow it because it's already on the books as, like, you cannot discriminate against religion, period. And it's, you know... The, the one thing I want to say, and I know a lot of people will talk about this and they'll say things like, you know, you should be able to refuse service to anybody. And I, I agree with that sentiment, right? You should be able to refuse service to anybody, but not for something they can't control. You shouldn't be able to refuse service for somebody because they are a different color or because they, they, you know, they're handicapped or they're gay. I don't think that you should be able to refuse service. Should you be able to refuse service to an asshole? Yeah, you can fucking help not being an asshole or being an asshole. But I just, I feel like, I feel like when we start mucking it up and saying you can uh, refuse service to a gay person, there just needs to be a, a, a law on the books all the way across the nation that adds them to those protected classes. Yeah, I think I, I, I to go back to your point about like, is this art? Is this not art? You know, and I'm not sure if it's like the commodification of the thing that like changes the structure of it for me. Yeah, because like, but it's almost like the order of operations that changes it, right? So, and what I mean by that is like, let's say I'm a um, an artist and I, and I don't do cakes. I do, I, I, I paint pictures Sure, and I paint a picture and then I hope somebody buys it. Right. Yeah. That's different than I sit in my kitchen and then somebody knocks on the door and says, please make this for me. Right. There's a, there's clearly a difference. Now, if, if a painter was commissioned to create a piece of art by somebody, should they have the right to say, that's not a commission that I want yeah. to accept. Yeah. I think that they should. But I also think that that we differentiate, and rightly so, between what we commonly accept as consumer goods and what we know intrinsically to be fine art. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <clears throat> and can food... Right. Nobody's eating the painting at the end of right. the night. Yeah. yeah. So can food be fine art? Sure. But it is mostly a consumer yeah. good. Like at it's, the end of the day, it is a mostly function, a consumer It's a functional good. art. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. Like it's, yeah. Yeah. Right. Thank you. That's a great way to differentiate right? it between fine art and function. Sure. Right. I would, or I would, cause I would agree. Like if somebody said you have to write a song about this gay person or right. something, like, yeah. fuck you. Like just because yeah. I have written songs before for money. Yeah. Doesn't mean I have to write every song for money that somebody sure. tells me right. to offer. Sure. But I also think like if I have a storefront, you know, when you're inviting business in. I feel like you should not be discriminating against things that people can, can can't right. control. And there's a difference between being open to the public, which is what yeah. these places are. They're open to the public. Yeah. They're seeking the public at large. This dude has a GoFundMe that has over gotten over a hundred thousand dollars just to keep just and it's just a random GoFundMe, just like just help me survive. For the baker? Yep. Yeah, fucking come on with yep. that shit. Yeah, he's gotten famous off of this. Yeah, well, it's not surprising. Yeah. yeah. 
That's not, this guy is going to be swimming in fucking cakes. Yeah. This guy is going to fucking stink like fondant for is, fucking nine months. Yeah, the thing is, is that, that, like, you know, we, we can say, and that's the one thing that I think a lot of libertarians get wrong, is that, you know, it's not that I don't have libertarian tendencies in myself. I know I do. I know mm. I do. But one thing I, I recognize is that the market isn't going to fix this, Right. The market in the in Tennessee wouldn't fix this. The market here isn't going to fix this. People will go out of their way to buy cakes from this guy. They will keep him in business. And if he can't stay in business, he'll start a GoFundMe. He's still going to be able to stay in business. He's still going to have this place that people walk in and can't get service from. The free market isn't going to fix this. I know a lot of people want to say the free market, let the free market handle it. I disagree on this front because if that's the case, why didn't we let the free market handle whether or not Black people should get service. We didn't let that handle it because they weren't getting service. Right. That's why. Yeah. Because nobody fucking cared until the government said, stop fucking doing that. We got to create a law that protects sexual orientation because if you don't, then somebody's going to discriminate against somebody for something they just don't have any control over. Ready to stick it in the glory hole? Get links to their Facebook, Twitter, and if you still use it, Google Plus account at their website, dissonancepod.com. If you need to be all discreet about it, contact them by email at dissonance.podcast at gmail.com. Or you can call and leave a ransom message at 740-74-DOUBT. That's 740-743-6828. Want to hear Cognitive Dissonance commercial free and gain access to exclusive content, including full patron-only shows? Head to patreon.com forward slash dissonance pod and become a patron to support the show on a per episode basis. Love commercials? Not ready to become a patron? Give the guys a five-star review on iTunes or Stitcher. Or tell your buddies in the drunk tank about the show. We want to send a big sloppy glory hole to all the patrons and people who rate us. You fucking rock. This is Story from Right Wing Watch. This is Lance Wallnow. Is it Wallnow or Wallnow? I don't well know. Wow. Well, well, well now. Well now. Lance Wallaby. God is using the wrecking ball of heaven. To take down Trump's critics. So it doesn't actually get into Lance right away. Actually, uh, um, Jim talks about his time in prison for a while. Which is amazing. So there's a lot going on in this. We're going to probably listen to the whole thing, but it's kind of amazing. I don't ever plan to write again about going to prison and what happened. Because you've already written about it. <laughs> like, I don't want to write about it again, but I'll write about what? it and talk about yeah. it and yeah. sell it for credibility. Who would care? Yeah. Well, like, what is amazing, that guy can look at his followers, Tom. Look them in the face and be like, hey, guys, I went to prison. And they're like, yeah, what did you have to say? Yeah. Well, he's, yeah. yeah. And I all went the to other prison people come out of prison stealing like, money from people like you. All the other people come out of prison and they're like, you can't vote. <laughs> <laughs> not in every state. That's not every state. But I'm really lately, I've been so tempted to tell the whole thing. Oh, oh man. Oh, he, the hidden story, the, buddy. The, 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 the forbidden love in prison, hopefully. John Benet. <laughs> Ramsey. It's a fucking tease. This guy just fucking strokes the underbelly yeah, a little bit yeah. just to get things tingled up. That's all that it is. Because what I've seen, what Trump is going through is exactly what happened to me. Yeah, I was once a billionaire president. <laughs> I know what? It's exactly what, what happened to me yeah. was I was, Guys, uh, I intentionally put myself in yeah. the spotlight. I don't know if Wait you a remember, minute, he did that. Infidelity. Um, we got that in common. <laughs> and how they run it, how they do it. Yeah. Who's they? 
Who's they? Tom. I it's love when they. it's they. You know they is. My favorite thing is the undifferentiated they. The, the undefined state. pronoun. Deep state. You're a deep state. <laughs> I don't know what that means. No, man, I'm definitely a shallow. <laughs> and when the parole board looked me in the eye and said, Jim, we believe that you're not guilty. Okay, shut the fuck up. That's never happened in the history of parole boards because I, at least I don't think so. Because it's not the board, parole board's job. The parole board's job is to get you to say, I did it. I'm sorry. Now let's figure out whether or not you no. get out. You have to admit, I thought, I'm, I was pretty sure you have to admit guilt in order to even get a parole. I, the, the parole is not there to re-adjudicate your justice. <laughs> no, right? like, not like, That's not, oh man, I read through this case file. Uh, <laughs> I was going through and I, look, the transcripts really are not compelling. I, that's not what a parole board does at all. It, their job is to find out whether or not you're fit to reenter right. society. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, because if you're wrongfully commit convicted, people very often will not be paroled because they won't admit to that guilt. Sure. Yeah. So, which would make sense because the parole board's job again is not to decide whether or not you should have been. Yeah. Like that in the parole board's mind and everybody's mind at this point, if the system has worked properly, yeah, then you're, you're, that decision, yeah, you're that, that question has already been answered. Yeah. It shook all the way to Washington. They said, you're, you're, you're free. You, we, 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 we declare you're not guilty. Yeah. The no, parole board not. never says that to anybody. Why? And why would it get to Washington? Washington would be like, well, what about, Jim Baker. Well, he's not guilty. We well, declare him not guilty. Then did you get a fucking pardon? Yeah, well, let's find out. Washington could not tolerate the fact that the board had said I wasn't guilty. They did everything they could to make me stay two more years in prison. They wouldn't have to do anything. All they would have to do is, is deny your fucking yeah, parole. Deny your parole. <laughs> what do you mean they did everything? I like you make it sound like they had to like jump through these fucking yeah. administrative hoops. They had to be yeah. like, uh, red stamp. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Get the red <laughs> one. Always Nicholas no. Cage and like a national treasure style adventure. <laughs> <keep you> in <laughs> prison. He's like crawling underneath some weird museum to try to keep you in prison. They've got like Sean Connery yeah. in the rock. Like <laughs> just a whole freak you out of there. And after that, I could have gone home two years before it was retro. It was that. Uh, that is so what? not true. That's like the like the least true thing anybody's ever said. I don't understand what he said. Did he say he could have gone home retro? Ret so retro. he could have gone. They had a time machine, mm -hmm. like all he like yeah. lubed up and yeah. ready. You walk through this door, you go back two years. Is that what it just? Can is that just what he's saying through that door though? Like, can you just right? Keep and going? then I never yeah, went to prison. Back. Yeah. And then I never was in infidelity, Ugh. and I never stole from my parishioners. Right? It's crazy. We could just take it all back. Yeah, it would be funny if he'd be like, "I'm not taking, yeah. I'm not taking those things back. Yeah, I just no, want to take back I the. Just, I just want. I liked those things. Yeah, I don't want to. Just want to go to jail. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. I was. It'd be funny if he's like, "No, no, no. I enjoyed that. <laughs> the stealing and the yeah. fucking was awesome. It's like they had a Breaking Bad. It was like I did it for me. Yeah. Yeah. Right." <laughs> <laughs> when the government wants to get somebody, they get them. And this is what's frustrating about the president. You can't just do that. Then the government just likes to get poor black people. Yeah. Well, maybe that's true. I guess that is true. That's maybe yeah, true. No, okay. Yeah, he's got a point. All right, All right let that to one go. president. Right. But we're letting it happen. But there's, and I don't get it. I don't. Something is happening, though. And I, I was going to come here and I was very distressed and I was, I was in. I, but I, the Lord I know something's going the on. Lord I can watch it. I can see the here's signs, what the here's what the Lord. I'm gonna sh shut up, Jim. Oh my God! Let me fucking talk here. <laughs> uh, encouragement. Here's the encouragement. <laughs> I, that's why I believe the Lord showed me that 
this there's supposed to be a blue wave, this rage yeah. machine, this anger, this mm. collective voter backlash. But you see like what happened last night with the attorney general in New York. Now get this. New York is where they're taking the case to take Donald Trump down for getting his Michael Cohen, his personal attorney's files. New York's where they want to judge him. So the, here's what God does. Hollywood wants to judge Trump, Weinstein scandal, and the entire Hollywood industry yeah. gets exposed. It's crazy. New York Times wants it. Can journalists want to go after him? Boom. From Charlie Rose all the way to, what's his name, with the morning show? Mount Hour. People miss yep. this. Yep. It's the wrecking ball of heaven. Okay, wait. I got I to gotta, I gotta parse this out. Uh -huh. So either God fakes those things. Right, so that they're not actually true. Right. Okay. You're going. You're going a similar direction. I was going to go. Or he exposes those things. Right. In which high five. Like, I mean, I don't know anybody that's like, oh my god, what is the world going to do without a fucking uh, an executive producer who likes to fucking derobe and ask people for massages? What in the world are we going to do now in Hollywood now that Harvey Weinstein doesn't get to grope people anymore? I love the idea that his God is like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to let Harvey Weinstein rape somebody Yeah, because in a few years he'll get caught and then Trump will feel better. Right. And later. Like, like somebody got fucked. Like, like somebody got raped. Sure. Like, like that if had to happen. Yeah. Right. If that, if that's, if that's how your shit works. Right. So, or that was always going to happen. Yeah. And Trump was going to, or God was going to allow it to stay covered up. To be hidden. If everybody would just it's be honest, nice to Trump. Everybody complies. If everybody is nice to Trump, then Harvey, then Harvey Weinstein, Weinstein can rape people. Harvey Weinstein can keep with impunity. Derobing in front of like young actresses whenever right. he wants. You know, it's either that or is God actually controlling their mind to make them rape people? When it comes to fucking Harvey Weinstein, when it comes to Matt Lauer, when it comes to Charlie Rose, when it comes to all the people, fucking Garrison Keeler, you start naming all the people right. that, that this, this wave has hit, right? This wave of Me Too has mm -hmm. hit. You start looking at all those people. Do you fucking care a single bit about any of those people? Do you look back on any of those people and be like, oh my God, the world's lost Garrison Keeler as a fucking uh, a commentator about some weird little town. Who fucking cares? I am concerned that I won't know what's going on in Lake Wobegon. Oh man. Now. I mean, Tell like, what? It's a lot less grabbing. Like, <laughs> no, but like, seriously, like, like, what the fuck? Like, there's, there is nobody who cares on, I genuinely feel on either side. That is like blown away that Harvey Weinstein isn't like an executive producer anymore. And that Charlie Rose doesn't have a TV show. And that Matt Lauer's off TV. Did you even fucking blink when Matt Lauer got let go? Like who the fuck gives a shit, a single shit about any of this stuff? Nobody fucking cares. And they're making it seem like this is the most devastating blow you could, you could land. But yeah, it's like, right. no, <clears throat> when the creeps get found out and then they get removed, that's good. Well, the thing is like, that's particularly good for progressives. Right. Like we are like, that's, that has typically been something that our side has wanted to have happen. Yeah. Right. So I find the same, I find the same message. Like, it's like, yeah, I, I want to know anybody. I don't care how much I like whatever it is that they produce. Right. right. It matters not a whit to me how much I like, the the product of somebody's art or you sure. know whatever like if they are 
if they are like sexually abusing people or whatever, then who fucking cares? Then I, I'm like, okay, I wanted to know that because I no longer want to yeah. help them do it. Yeah, because if Beethoven right. was a rapist, you don't want to listen to his shit. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care how good you are at it. If you touch God's anointed, what you've done is you basically said, wow. listen to these idiots. Listen to them cheer. They're I cheering. I know. You get this? Wow. If you touch him, then you have opened yourself up to equal treatment. So you only go into war when you're in a righteous position and God's in the battle. But if you ever touch somebody that God has anointed, what you've done is you, here's what the apostle Paul called the old King James. The Lord says to him, isn't it hard to kick against the pricks? <laughs> what? Wait, what? So this is the, Wait. this is the, this is the uh, Bible verse, uh, Acts 9, 5. And he said, who art thou Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. Oh, it is when they're wearing a cup. That's for sure. That's some cock and ball covers, torture shit right there. Up, yeah. Right? They put it in a little hole and then they step on it. <laughs> in other words, you're only furiously kicking your foot at a blade. Against a penis. Against a penis. Say a penis. Blade. Oh, blade. Okay. So take different. a look at who's getting hurt in this conversation. And what you're seeing is... No, no. Like the people who are rapists or shitty or sexual harassers. Great. Right. Yeah. Cool story. I'm not sure. Again, I'm not sure how the world is worse off. Yeah. Nobody's nobody is fucking decrying that Harvey Weinstein isn't fucking that Harvey Weinstein got arrested recently. Is Trump surviving? But I wrote that I wrote in here that in the crucible of service, he would find God. Doesn't that I love that. Hold on. Because this implies that he did not have God sure, until he became president, absolutely right? Absolutely does. Absolutely does. So all these guys were knobgobbling this motherfucker yeah. like crazy, talking about how righteous he yeah. was and he was anointed by God. And this implies directly that he did not have faith sure. it, I mean, until you know, service. They would probably say something like, you can be anointed mm -hmm. and not have faith. And then you find like, but it is inconsistent know. with their, pro, with their, with their message with their during message the campaign. Before. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that was what, that was one of the points that I made. That in the crucible of the ordeal he will go through, he'll be forced to find God. Because that's what happened with Lincoln also. Oh my God, what? why are you comparing him to Lincoln? They're... Do you remember when Lincoln built oh, a wall geez. to keep all the yeah. black people in slavery? <laughs> no? Built a wall. Huh. So weird. Because he didn't do that. Do you remember when, when Lincoln put unaccompanied minors in cages? Do you remember? <laughs> You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. His right wing watches Alex Jones. He's defending Roseanne Barr's racist tweet by comparing himself to a gorilla. I, a comparison literally nobody yeah, is astonished by. I don't by. disagree with that comparison at all. By the way, Roseanne Barr's tweet, if you're unfamiliar, um, she wrote, uh, this was on uh, May 29th, she wrote, Muslim Brotherhood and Planet of the Apes had a baby. That equals VJ. And VJ is Valerie Jarrett, an Obama White House advisor. Um, and so that's who she's who she's making fun of here. Um, so that's the tweet. So it, it, he doesn't mention what the tweet is in this little rant, but that's what the tweet was. Chimpanzees, chip apes, orangutans. And you can see the comparisons. They teach that in sociology. Psychology, anthropology, it's well known. So why would they teach that in psychology? In why case, would they teach that? In case you're what? Uh, a zoo psychologist where you set the... I like that he's like, they teach that. They teach that in all these different like fields of study. Like, uh, 
I don't think you're getting your fields of study right. You're just hoping that it's an ology. If you compare some black lady to looking Simeon, well, there's a reason because we are primates. No, that's not the reason that comparison is made. Right. The reason that comparison is made is to be derogatory. To dehumanize right. the person. Yeah. You're not making that comparison because we are pointing out that we all have a fucking common ancestor. Yeah. That is, we are not making a comparison to point out the biological fact of our shared DNA structure, right? That is not the purpose. This is what, this is what we've talked about this before. Language matters. The context, the surrounding language, the direction of language, how we use language matters as much as the words that we choose to put down. The, the wording itself, the factual content of the words that we use, yes, that is important. But the context around it, the intention yeah. of the language is every bit as important. And in here, the, the context and the intention is to be derogatory. Roseanne yeah. Barr's comment is not a biologically factual comment designed to educate yeah. people about our shared, you know, fucking ancestry. Right. And it's also, it also throws out the idea that throughout history, people have made a comparison of black people to apes as specifically to be as derogatory as they possibly right. can to those people. They've done it over and over and over throughout history. It's, it's a, it's a common theme. You can look back and find that theme throughout art and history, you know, racist art and history. You can find it all over the place. Yeah. So like when Roseanne uses that same historical context, yeah, she's not saying I'm doing it as a sociologist. Right. Yeah. Roseanne Barr is not a sociologist. That's why there's so many comparisons to humans and monkeys and to apes because some people look more. I hate how patronizing he sounds here too. I know. It's like, because you stupid fucking idiot. Like, yeah, if you drop all the context of history from that comment, yeah, does it sound silly or whatever? Yeah, but you're you're also not only dropping the context of history, you're also dropping how the comment was even said. Right. It's specifically said to hurt and inflame. Right. And I, I like that he, he posts up pictures. What he's got going on right now visually yeah. is he's got pictures of um, white people being compared to apes. Yeah. Is it to say, like, it's not racist? It's not racist. Yeah. No, but every time it is derogatory. Yeah. And as you mentioned, you know, when you when you single out a black person to look like Planet of the Apes, you cannot divorce the fucking racist history yeah, from that comment. Absolutely not. More like it than others. There are some white people that look more like apes than other white people. There are some black people that look more ape-like than other black people. I look ape-like. Is he, is he doing I have an ape friend? Is that what he's doing? This here? kind of feels like right? I have an ape friend. I have, an ape, I have a great ape friend. <laughs> <laughs> I was once a racist black woman. No, wait, that's not... <laughs> This is like the opening was, of the movie, The Jerk. Like, yeah, I was born a poor yeah, black man. I was once a racist sitcom. <laughs> With my shirt off. Oh, oh God. Nobody oh. wants to see that. <laughs> He's shiny. He's weird and shiny and gross. He, I like what my favorite part about this video is about to is about to come up. Because what he's about to do is fucking humble brag about his muscles. Yeah, about how awesome About he is, like, yeah. I look like a silverback gorilla even if I don't work out. Yeah, I don't work out and I just, I can lift a car off my head and throw it over those mountains. It's so amazing. Yo, know, in my birthday suit, I look like a gorilla. I, I, I mean, I don't have to work out. I got big chest, big arms, big legs. I'm bow-legged. My feet are flat. Weird. I climb in trees for no yeah. reason. <laughs> Just I fling my poo at my neighbors. 
Sometimes if there's a, a rival door. male, yeah. I'll kill its baby. I don't have a front door. It's just glass where people <laughs> observe me. Yeah. My dad is somewhat simian looking too. It's just the way it is. And I'm proud of it. But I mean, this whole thing. Is oh, and then there's a picture of him ripping his yeah. shirt off. But I mean, this whole thing is just absolutely ridiculous. I'm hairy like an ape too. By the way, I'm proud of it. Women don't seem to mind. They seem to like it. Except for the ones that divorce you. Oh. Oh. So, oh. I would say that I look more simian than my Oh, God. Look at this guy. Now what he's got is Jesus, pictures of him um, fucking flexing with his shirt off. Fucking dad bod in full fucking view. This dude is 40 fucking whatever years old, and he looks every bit of 40 oh, fucking yeah. whatever Absolutely. years old. Yeah. And he's fucking muscle flexing on camera. Like, I seriously, like, he is flexing like he's like, like a little kid who's like, look yeah. at my muscles, dad. I lifted this book. <laughs> <laughs> so he looks ridiculous. Fun. He looks yeah. absolutely ridiculous. Most black people. But this mental illness of political correctness to say that we don't all at one way or another look Simeon is just a complete joke. Nobody's saying that, you fucking That's fool. not the point That's of the not fucking tweet. That's the point. It's just like, hold on, guys. Do me a, just do me a solid. Just wait while I construct this straw man real quick. Let me just construct this straw man for It'll you. Take me a minute. And I can, I, I am very strong. I don't know if I mentioned earlier. I can push it down very easily. <laughs> I'll fight a straw man. Behold. I'll fight a wicker man. <laughs> So we'd like to thank uh, all of our patrons, but of course we'd like to thank our most recent patrons, Captain Doomsday, Sean, Connell, Kingdom of Heathen, David Smalley's Sandy Vagina. Okay, hold on, hold on, guys, unfair. David Smalley does not have a vagina. Vaginas are wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> vaginas are. They're both. They have. They have both depth and warmth. Have. Uh, John and Rena, thanks so much for your generous donations. We truly do appreciate it. Um, you are the reason that Gloria Hill Studios exists, and you're the reason that we have an employee. So thank you all so very thank much. Thank you so much. We got an image of the what back the of a what? car from. Uh, this is from. Uh, they didn't leave. They just had their email, so I don't want to read it off. But uh, but they they sent us a message with an image for the back of a car, and Tom, this says Trump, the man who left his great life to be defamed, mocked, ridiculed, and humiliated to serve and protect America, and that is uh, opposite on the back window of an image of Jesus, and then underneath it says Donald is mine, chosen divine, stand with him before man, and I will stand with you before my Father in heaven. And then he also has the Trump bumper sticker. And United Don't States the Marine sticker. Corps, by the way, around the yeah. horizons. So yeah. Trump bumper sticker. On his minivan. On the minivan. On his minivan. Dropping the kids off at the pool. So oh, there God. you go. God, we'll put an image on this week's show notes. It's so ridiculous. I, You know, any there is no message you can put that covers the entire <laughs> rear of your vehicle. That doesn't mean you're crazy. That's worthwhile. You're always crazy. You're always crazy. You're always you're crazy. Always you're crazy. like, you know what would really... Increase the resale value of my car. Exactly. Like I, that's a car you're going to junk eventually. All right. I'm going to coat never gonna it in stickers. You're never going to walk into the dealership and be like, what do you give me for this? And be like, <laughs> <"What?"> right? 
What is this like a kid's like trapper keeper? You're covering it in stickers. Are you nine? Are they scratch and sniff? I got my Pearl Jam sticker on there. All right. So this is a message. Uh, this is from Matt. Matt had a great point about Memorial Day. He's like, the fact of the matter is no one gives a shit about living veterans. They're expensive and they've seen it. They, they have seen the shitty world for what it is. So it's, I mean, really what's amazing is, is like, it's so true. Like how much, how often do we just not pay attention to veterans that come home that need help? You know, the, the amount of veterans that are homeless in this country are just, it's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous number. And so, you know, that should never happen. It should never happen. They're like we have this weird fucking duality when it comes to our veterans. Like on the one side, like we cannot stop sucking veteran dick. Yeah. Like in terms of like the lip service that we pay to sure. the military and to veterans. But then when it comes to ponying yeah, up actual dollars, out, the VA is totally underfunded. And right. You know, yeah. It's, just, it's like, oh God, I fucking love the vets. Oh my God. We love the vets. Yeah. Yeah. Should we, uh, should we maybe give them medicine? Nah, I love them, I but not like that them. much. I don't uh, like them. Like them. Roll it back to like. Right. We got a message from Galen, and Galen says, um, "New order goal, uh, basically for uh, Adam and Eve, get five sex swings and build a Newton's cradle." I That's think. a great idea. Wow. Oh. That's reason con. That's oh. all I'm saying. Oh, I'm not going. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got an interesting message uh, from Matt, uh, Matt number one. And Matt says, um, you guys let this one slip by. Uh, Alex Jones said, giving kids condoms, giving the Boy Scouts condoms is like giving them guns and bullets. And he says, did he just say guns kill people? That the best way to stop kids from killing kids is to remove their access to firearms? And that totally misses. Hey, man. Yeah, it's right there. I think you're right. I yep. think you're right. Giving them guns and bullets. He says it right there. Yeah. Good catch. <laughs> Tom, this is interesting. We got this from Wolf, and it's a different form of scout. Yeah, it says here in Canada, and I think in the U.S., but it might be different. We have the Army cadets. You train to do some soldiery things, but it's all done from the level of Boy Scouts, but a bit more Army-related. Shoot guns, survival, and so on. I was in it for a few years till I moved. There wasn't any easy place to reach them, but it was great. Everything was free. Trips were free. Never had to pay for anything. Uniforms were free. So this sounds interesting. And I, and the reason I want to read this is because um, there may be some folks in the audience who are a little stymied or frustrated. The scouts, the boy yeah. scouts, the girl scouts yeah. are an option, yeah. but the boy scouts are not an option. Um, if you are a known atheist yeah. and out atheist, we got a message from Jacob. It's a video and it's a, it's, it's a baptism set to a Lebowski clip. It's very funny. We're going to post it in this week's show notes. We also got a message uh, from an Eagle scout. Um, and they basically said, look, uh, when it comes to religion, it's kind of like, don't ask, don't tell. Right. Yeah. So, um, and that's, and that's great. If you're comfortable with that, like yeah. if you're comfortable with not being out and not being able to be out or your kids not being able to express that, that's cool. So we want to thank, uh, Chris Matheson for joining us today. Chris is a lot of fun, really talented writer, very funny guy. You can check out his new book, The Trouble with God, a divine comedy about judgment and misjudgment. It's available on Amazon. We're going to put a link in this week's show notes. You could also check out his other book, The Story of God. Um, he's, a, he's a really funny author, so you should check out this book. All right, that's going to wrap it up for this week. Uh, we're going to leave you like we always do with The Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. 
Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death and towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and information provided on this podcast are intended for entertainment purposes only. All opinions are solely that of Glory Hole Studios, LLC. Cognitive dissonance makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, currentness, suitability, or validity of any information and will not be liable for any errors, damages, or butthurt arising from consumption. All information is provided on an as-is basis. No refunds. Produced in association with the local Dairy Council and viewers like you.